This message was recorded live at the Ark Church in Conroe, Texas. We've been talking about the sound of rejoicing and salvation is in the tents of the righteous. And so let me just recap just a little bit as we talked about what rejoicing. It's a rejoicing voice, which is the definitive difference. If there's going to be part of the difference, a lot of times people make the difference in Christianity. They make the difference, well, Christians don't do this, they don't do that. I, th I think it needs to be even more than that. There's something that comes out of us. And so if, if the Lord came by our tent, what would he hear? Would he hear complaining? Would he hear sadness? Would he hear sighing? Or would he actually hear rejoicing? And, and I love that. He said, the voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tents of the righteous. And so rejoicing means to be joyful, to be glad, to gloat. It's usually expressed. It's the, certainly the opposite from sad, from despairing and complaining. Rejoicing is unmistakably intentional. Psalms 9 and 2 says, I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. The idea of, of rejoicing, David, David kept saying, I will. I will rejoice. I will. The, the Bible talks a lot about it. And so oftentimes I think we've looked at it as something where it's like, okay, it's an option for us. It's something we can do. But I really believe as much as the scriptures talk about rejoicing, it actually should be a part of our lives. And so learning to rejoice, and we talked about that last week, practicing, I'm going to give you some practical ideas on how to do it. We do it every time we appreciate our worship team when they lead us, and that's a, a form of rejoicing, and that's a great way to do it. And so I always encourage people, if you, especially if you are more prone to sing, have something in your car that when you get in your car, you can make your car a wonderful place of, of prayer, a, a place of rejoicing. And uh, it, it, it's certainly, if you're going to be in traffic, it's a, certainly it's a great way to go. And so, it, but it's, I think a lot of times we've waited for a feeling. We've waited for something to come over us to say, you know, I'm, I'm going to feel like rejoicing. David didn't say anything about feeling. He said, I will. And so we're so often accustomed to learning to do things by feeling that we often think, well, if I don't feel this, then I shouldn't do it. You know, the beautiful thing about it is you can sing your way into feeling better. You can rejoice your way into feeling better. It, it really has a lot to do with, with, uh, with our choices. When I grew up, in my, I grew up in, uh, yeah, I was a kid in the 60s and 70s. And so this was before really the advent of, of voice, you know, voice recording machines. And so my parents grew up in the, in the day where if the phone rang, you got it. Anybody know what I'm talking about? <laughs> if, if, in fact, you, you would, I have seen, and I've done it, maybe you've done it, but I've watched just big arguments going on. And just, just like, no, no, that's not right. And the phone rings. It's like, hello? <laughs> you're like, what, what just happened here? <laughs> what, what just happened here was a, a choice. That I'm, I made a choice not to pick up the phone and bite somebody's head off. And the choice is I made a choice. Now listen, if I can do that on the phone for somebody I don't even know, can I do it for the Lord? Well, I do know. So when David said, I will rejoice, I will uh, be glad, it's, it's a great way. So, and he was someone, you say, well, you know, David was a king. And he also was someone who was ignored, persecuted, lost his position, had his wife taken from him. He was a fugitive. People turned on him, lost children, had to fight battles. He, 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 David did not have an easy life. And so he's also the one who, who penned a lot of the songs. We talked about, and I, I want to go over it again, that rejoicing is an expression of our faith. 
It's an expression of faith. Psalms 5, 11 through 12 says, but let all those rejoice who put their trust in you. Let them ever shout for joy because you defend them. Let those also who love your name be joyful in you for you, O Lord, will bless the righteous, will favor you, will surround him as with a shield. Let all those rejoice who put their trust in you. Again, that's, a, that's indicating this is something I'm choosing to do. I'm going to put my trust in God. I'm not waiting for something. He's the one I trust. And so I, I'm, you can just tell him, Lord, thank you. I put my trust in you. Don't wait for a feeling. Just go ahead and say, you know what? I'm just going to put my trust in God. Lord, I rejoice because I, put my tr- I, I know you're good. And I know you're helping me. And I know you bless me and you surround me with favor as with a shield. It's a wonderful promise. It's a wonderful thing to thank God with. And so rejoicing is an expression of, of our faith. If someone called you that you know and said, hey, listen, I, um, I, I just, just had it on my heart that I wanted to help y'all. And uh, I know you've got a car payment, but I'm going to take care of the rest of your car payments until the car is paid off. If you know they can do it, your response is probably not going to be monotone. Probably going to be like, well, okay, thanks. (laughs) Come on, if somebody said they're going to take care of your biggest bill right now, yeah, there'll be be a little woo-ha. You're like, (laughs) hang that phone up and do a little... (laughs) Hey, because you believe they can, and because you believe they can, you're rejoicing before you see it. It's an expression of our faith. Now listen, there's, there's a couple things we can do. One, we can praise God. One, we can praise and rejoice for what God has done for us. Psalms 31, I will be glad and rejoice in your mercy for you have considered my trouble. You have known my soul in adversities and have not shut me up into the hand of the enemy. You have set my feet in a wide place. So I can rejoice at what God has done. I'm just, just going to ask a quick question. Has God ever done anything for you in your life? Amen. If he's ever, then that gives us a reason to rejoice. Don't get caught up in the trap of what have you done for me lately? I, listen, I, I worked in sales for a number of years. Sales, that's the way it is. Last month, you could have been the hero. This month, they look at you like, what? What have you done for me lately? And uh, it's very short-lived. We don't want to be people with short-lived memories. We want to be people who are always recounting what God has done for us. You want to try something fun sometime. If you, if you have someone who's a friend or if you have a spouse, someone that loves the Lord, just we're in the car sometime, just start recounting all the things God has done for you. It will bless you. It, and you could just start with, I remember how he helped us. When, when we went through the problem with our children. I remember how our situation, in fact, Joy and I will use that as a catalyst. We were talking about our daughter the other day and she had called and we're talking about how well she's doing, but we remember a few years back when she was not doing well, but how the Lord brought her out of that. Just doing that is often good to say, Lord, you have been good. You have known me. You have helped me. You have helped me come through troubles Some of you sleep much better than you ever slept before in your life. You have less sadness than you've ever had in your life. We've got a reason to look back and go, God, you have been good to me. You have been. And what that does is it keeps you from forgetting how good God is. Because what happens is, you know what happens? We just go through life and all of a sudden what we're dealing with becomes the biggest thing in our life. And we're like, man, I got this thing and it's the biggest thing. And we forget all that God has done. 
And so one of the best ways to do it is to intentionally begin to go back and just recount and begin to go, Lord, you've helped me. You saved me. I heard it said about a, a, a well-known minister. His wife wrote about him and, and said this. She, she said, he, he never has lost the appreciation for being saved. I thought that was really good. He still greatly appreciates being saved. My pastor was John Osteen. Uh, now that's for those of you who don't, that's Joel's father. And uh, John Osteen, he, he, he told his testimony all the time. He said he was walking home from a, from a, a, a nightclub and he told it so much, we'd finish it for him. <laughs> he said, I was walking home from a, and the crowd would go, nightclub. <laughs> At 2.30 in the morning in South Fort Worth, Texas. And what he did was he kept telling his testimony of how God had saved him. I hope you never lose that. I hope your children know how the Lord saved you. That he had mercy on me. That he was, he was good. Some of you, it's just good, good to go back and remember how good he's been. So we can thank God for what he's done. We can also rejoice that, that he has not abandoned us, that he is our help. Here's another Psalm, Psalm 63, 7. Because you have been my help, Therefore, in the shadow of your wings, I will rejoice. So it's indicating, God, you've helped me. I'm still going to rejoice about this. Here's some of the benefits. Rejoicing is a great connection with the Lord. Look at this verse in Isaiah. I've not seen this before, but I thought it was worth You meet him who rejoices and does righteousness, who remembers you in your ways. You meet him. I looked at that word up. It says, you encounter, you reach those who rejoice. And if you think about it, in Revelation, we begin to see that's how God's kingdom operates. If you read the book of Revelation, the last book of the Bible, in that book, you find out John, the, the apostle John, had, a, had a, a vision, and it was an extended vision, and he saw the throne room of heaven. And he saw, he saw the throne, he saw a lot of things, and he said, man, he said, it starts in about in chapter four, I'm just gonna read some of these two. He said they had four living creatures each having six wings which were full of eyes all around and within. And they do not rest night or day, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And so then he talks about the four and twenty elders. He said, who fall down and said, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things. And by your will they exist and were created. It goes on to say, You are worthy to take the scroll and open its seals, for you were slain and have redeemed us. This is talking about Jesus. Redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation and have made us kings and priests to our God and we shall reign on the earth. So you, in, in heaven, you say, well, I'm, I'm just, Alan, I'm just, I, I just don't like, I'm not expressive, I don't like to praise. I, I'd rather you get used to it now before they have to send you to a class in heaven. Because <laughs> when we get there, it's going to, listen, it's going to be a praising place. And I, and I hate to tell you this. I know this is going to make some of you upset. It's loud there too. <laughs> I know that bothers people. It's loud. Maybe they're like us and they have like earplugs that they can plug in. But I'm not going to be the one to ask for earplugs. There's going to be some big angel going to smack you on the back of the head and say, get in there and praise. It's a, it's a loud place. There's a lot of rejoicing going on. So he, here's the thing. For us, this is heaven's protocol. This is God's kingdom protocol. It, it operates in rejoicing. Let's look at this psalm. It's a great psalm. 
And it shows you how things are done. Psalms 100. Make a joyful shout, which is not quiet, to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We're his people and the sheep of his pasture. You say, bye. Enter, <laughs> enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name for the Lord's good. His mercy is everlasting. His truth endures to all generations. We understand. Listen, that's, that's how heaven operates. It's not sad. And they've got, man, they've got, in other words, God has beast creatures with wings and eyes all around their heads. Oh, I don't believe, no. have you ever seen some of the stuff God has created? Have you ever seen a platypus? <laughs> if God can make a platypus, he can make a beast with wings and eyes and stuff. And they're, and they're, and they're saying, holy, holy, holy. It's, it's going to be a fun place, but it's going to be a wild place. And there's going to be a lot of rejoicing, but it is heaven's protocol. What happens is we get conservative. We get, well, we, we don't want to express, you know, I keep my religion to myself. Okay. But in your quiet time, and you're not just telling, thank you. I appreciate you. I come before your presence with thanksgiving. I enter your courts with praise. No one, no one says you have to record it, but you can worship him. And, it's, it's, and here's the thing. It's like learning a new language. How many of you, now I won't ask for a show of hands, but I asked everyone, I said, practice rejoicing this week. Now, I don't know if you did, I, I did. And, and I found it's not easy because it doesn't come naturally. It's easier when these two are singing. <laughs> but they need to go home. I need to go home. I can't bring them home. And, and even though you can play music, how many of you know it's not, it's, this is not easy. You're learning something new. So if I could, can I just, just, take, a, just take a moment practice, and show you how I do it and how it helps me? Can I do that? Okay. I'm going to do this. I would jump up there on that stage, but I don't think I can jump. <laughs> and if I miss it, y'all be laughing and y'all. Y'all would never let me forget it. Y'all be like, y'all remember the time Pastor Allen tried to jump on the stage? He goes, like, landed flat? Yeah, you would. All right. So here, here's the deal. If I can get the cameras over here, I'm going to go sit. Oh. <laughs> With age comes wisdom. Uh, Psalms 118, and I call Psalms 118, for me, it's my starter song. What do you mean starter song? Do you, um, it, it's, what, it's, it's like tracing paper for me. I can't, I always wanted to be able to draw and like do artwork. I, I don't have that skill. I, I do, it's no wonder I have like zero skills in my hands. But, but you know what I could do? I could take tracing paper and I could lay it over something and I could trace. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So this is what I call like a, this is a tracing paper. If you have a hard time just rejoicing, you can do this. And so I'll just start off with, oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good for his mercy endures forever. Let Israel now say his mercy endures forever. Let the house of Aaron now say his mercy endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord now say his mercy endures forever. And I just shut my Bible and I say, Father, 
I want to thank you that you are good and your mercy endures forever. Lord, you have been good to me. Your mercy endures forever. I, I'm just telling you, thank you for that. You've been merciful to me. I have not always deserved it, but your mercy endures forever. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy to me. You say, well, Ellen, that's cheating. You're using a psalm. That's why they're here. So I don't, have to, I don't need to create something from scratch. Because sometimes you create something from scratch and you sit there and go, I praise you, I praise you, I worship you, I praise you. I go, what? But when you do this, you can start, you can take, the, and you can read those and you can read them back to God. That's, that's, the whole, that's the whole purpose. I called on the Lord in distress and the Lord answered me and set me in a broad place. I called, Lord, thank you. I called on you when I was under pressure and you answered me and you put me in a broad place. Now there's a place where there is no pressure. Thank you, you've taken the pressure off. Lord, you're on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? The Lord is for me among those who help me. Therefore, I shall see my desire on those who hate me. Lord, I will thank you that my enemies will not rejoice over me because you're on my side and you will help me. Right. See, you can, you can just do that. Now listen, I, I, don't, I don't do that um, Joy and I love each other. We're very close. But she has her time and her place with the Lord and I have my time place. And, and, the, and the deal is, I'll go upstairs where she can't hear me. Because I, I just, I just want to be alone. And if I'm singing and I get weird, <laughs> I don't want her looking at me going, what are you doing? <laughs> but if I'm just singing and worshiping the Lord, now you say, well, why don't you sing? No, I'm not singing. Um, because I told Justin, I said, Justin, when he came, when I first hired him, I said, Justin, I, I, I'm really not a singer. I'm not a solo, so I can carry a tune, but I'm not a singer. But if I ever come to you and tell you that I want to sing, I, I need you to stop me because somebody's got in my head and it had to be the devil and, <laughs> and, and don't do that. It's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes all nations surrounded me, but in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. They surrounded me. Yes, they surrounded me, but in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. They surrounded me like bees. You ever had thoughts just attack you and it seemed like just bees coming at your head? Lord, they surround me like bees, but I'm going to quench you like a fire of thorns for in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. You pushed me violently that I might fall, but the Lord helped me. Lord, you are, and they said, the Lord is my strength and song, and he has become my salvation. I can stop on that one and go. Lord, you are my strength, and you're my song, and you've become my salvation. This is just something where I take these verses and just take them and go to the Lord. You say, well, Alan, I have another psalm. That like. By all means, find one you like. Psalms 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall, you can just stop and thank him and rejoice in that. Psalms 34, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. So what are you doing? Listen, it doesn't, here's the thing. There is no lose here. I think sometimes, what if I say the wrong thing? You are not going to say the wrong thing if you're praising and rejoicing before the Lord. You are not. You, and, and, and trust me, he grades on the curve. You, if you're just starting and, and you're just new and, and, this, and this Christian relationship is new, you can just take these psalms, you can read them out. You say, well, Alan, I, I like the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven. You can rejoice in that too. Hallowed be your name. 
What I'm saying is find something that helps you get started. Find a starter psalm for you. I like Psalms 34. I like Psalms 116, Psalms 118, Psalms 23. And you can just find one of these and take it and run with it. Does that make sense? And, and here's, here's the deal. Do it by yourself. Say, well, I, I feel like I'll, I'll be foolish. It won't be foolish to the Lord. Do you, I, I have three kids and now I have grandkids. And, um, you know, when they come up, my, my grandkids now are at that age where they'll see me. And I got one especially who's angling to become my favorite. <laughs> she, she recognizes an opening and she's working on it here. But she'll see me from the back of the auditorium and she will scream, pop, she goes, pop, and she runs and gives me a hug. I don't look at her and go, <clears throat> that is so undignified. <laughs> Gosh, do, do you have to scream that loud? Could you just walk? Is it good? No, how many of you know as, as a grandfather, that just blesses me? As, as, as a parent, when your kids, especially just just without you giving them anything, when they walk over to you and go, I love you. That do anything for you? <clears throat> Our Heavenly Father is a father. And we rejoice before him and just thank him and tell him we love him, we appreciate him. That's got to, that's got to be good on his heart. In fact, we read in Isaiah, he says, I meet those who come rejoicing. And how many of you know Yeah, the old vertical's not quite there like it used to be, but that's all right. <laughs> How many of you know that you come rejoicing before him? You come giving him praise and rejoicing. It, 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 it honors him. It'll do something for you. One of the things you'll find is it really starts to push depression and sadness away. It's just hard to rejoice and be depressed at the same time. Would you bow your heads and we're going to pray. Father, thank you for your goodness to us. You are good and your mercy endures forever and we thank you. Father, I thank you for people who will come on a Wednesday night to hear from you, to receive you, to, to, to worship you. Thank you, Lord. Help us become rejoicers, not just in here, in our whole life. And thank you for that opportunity. Thank you for helping us. Thank you for your word that guides us, strengthens us, shines the light on our situation. We thank you for that. Said you about eyes are closed if you came this evening and said, you know, I, I don't know that I'm really right with God. I don't know if, I, don't know if I, I have a relationship with him, but I want to be sure. Or maybe you're honest with yourself and say, no, I used to have a relationship with God and I've gotten away from him. Said you about eyes are closed. We're going to say a prayer. Now, we're not going to ask you to stand up or come to the front, but we do want to give you an opportunity to pray. An opportunity to, in, in your seat. We're going to pray with you but it'll be a powerful prayer. It can change your life because it can change your eternity. It can change, it can change your very spiritual makeup, but it also can get you restored to the one who loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. No one's looking. If that's you that I'm talking to, you say, Alan, I really want to be sure. All right? In my heart, I want to come back to God. I've been away from him. I want to come back. Would you pray for me? Would you slip your hand up just across this auditorium and say, that's me. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Appreciate that. A lot of hands are going up. Anybody else to say, that's me? Great. Appreciate your honesty and your humility. You can put your hands down. We're going to pray. 
If you didn't lift your hand, you really wanted to, you can still get in on this. It's a, it's a heart prayer. And we're going to pray it with you. As a, as a church family, we're just going to pray it out loud together. So pray this out loud. Those of you who lifted your hands, pray it with us. Say, Dear God, I know mankind needs a Savior. I know I can't save myself. Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And God raised you from the dead. Right now, I confess you as my Lord, as my Savior, as the one who forgives me and restores me. Thank you, Jesus. My past is forgiven. I have a relationship with you. I'm a new creation in Christ because I've said yes to you. Now, Father, I thank you for those that prayed that prayer. For those who have come out of darkness into your marvelous life, Father, we rejoice at that, give you all the praise for it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. Thanks for listening to this message. For more about The Ark, visit thearkchurch.com.